0: If you have your Bibles, I'm going to start out in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. And the the topic was choosing forgiveness. We all have a choice to make each and every day. I had a choice of wearing my khakis or my jeans tonight. I wore my jeans tonight cuz they're a little more giving than my than my uh uh, uh my other pants were. So we all make choices, right? Well, each and every day we have the opportunity, whether we're going to choose God's way or our way or the world's way. But I I would just as soon choose God's way. And of course, in tonight's topic is he wants us to forgive. So we're going to choose forgiveness. Ephesians 432 says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. And I think about that, that that's the standard. The, the word of God is the standard. It's not the world. It's not what I feel, because what I feel today may be different from tomorrow. You know, but one thing I like about the standard, it's it stays the same. So the standard is that even as he has forgiven you. So if we look back at all of the things that we have done, not well, and yet God has forgiven me then that's the standard from the life that i need to live when i'm extending forgiveness to others even as he has forgiven me i need to forgive others you think about that i've been forgiven much i think a lot of us we all have a story that we can tell and share as far as the things that we've done wrong and and how god you know just got right in there and he just pulled us pulled us out of the miry clay. You know, think about it. All my sins are forgiven. I'm white as snow. Think about all of the things that we've done, but nope, I'm white as snow. I'm not going to rehearse those things that I did in the past. I'm going to rehearse what God says about me. And that says that I can be kind. God's never going to ask us to do something that he doesn't equip us to do. So I can be kind to one another. I can be tender hearted. I can forgive those who have hurt me, even as Christ has forgiven me. So I think about forgiveness. I did a lot of reading, and I put a lot of, a lot of statements together, and they're just, they're just, they, they bring a different perspective. Forgiveness involves willingly putting aside feelings of resentment. Somebody that's committed a wrong, they've been unfair, they've been hurtful. Not even just to me; it could be to a friend, it could be to my wife. You know, we we always hear about taking on a borrowed offense. It's like, no, the Lord doesn't want you to carry that burden. And and in in reality, when we choose not to forgive, we're, we're we we choose to carry something that God never intended us to carry, and that just just weighs you down, just holds you back. Forgiveness is the choice that a person makes not to punish or try to get revenge. When I lived in England, there was a young lady. I think she was maybe 16 at the time. And her thinking was just totally warped. She says, when I get married, I'm going to cheat on him before he cheats on me. I thought, you shouldn't get married. You just shouldn't get married. But that was her thinking. I'm going to, I'm going to do to him before he can do that to me. Just crazy. Crazy talking. Forgiveness doesn't mean nothing happened. A lot of times we forgive, we, we forgive people, but there's still a hurt. And there's still a pain that's there. I can remember a time uh meeting somebody that things did not go well. And, and just that, you know, you, you get that pit in your stomach of, you know, I didn't want to see this person today, you know, or you see somebody, this is, this, this is more of my wife's story, but you see somebody in the, in the, uh, the supermarket and uh, there's somebody that does not like her or me at the supermarket. It's a neighbor. I don't know what we did, but they they don't like us. I, I think we're likable people. Um, if you disagree, okay, Ron. Ron's giving me the so-so, you know. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that. It'll come back to me. <laughs> But uh, uh there are times to where we're the shoes on the other foot, right? And we see somebody and we know what we know what the, the love of God's been should have brought in our hearts. And we need to show ourselves friendly. We need to say hi. We need to be polite, not be rude, which kind of sounds like first Corinthians chapter 13, right? The love chapter. We need to love people, even the unlovely. And uh, but sometimes that's difficult to do. But we're called to do that. So doesn't mean that something hasn't happened again. I just want to clarify that. Things do happen, but God wants us to get beyond that. Forgiveness is being able to move beyond what happened. Because if there's something that has happened and you live there and you're not willing to go forward, then five years, you're still there. Well, I I hope that I'm a, a much better person in five years, five days than than from today. So forgiveness is being able to move beyond what happened. Forgiveness is the act of pardoning an offender. You think about all the sins that, you know, well, all of my sins put Christ on the cross and yet he pardoned me. I was the offender. He pardoned me. Again, if God did that for me, then I'm required to do that for others. That's the standard. I mean, I understand that there's emotions. You don't know what they did to me. I I understand. But the standard is we need to forgive. Forgiveness means that God is is letting go of the wrongs that we've committed against him. Think about that. Your sins, not just our sins, but the things that we have done, God saying, I've forgiven you. You've wronged me. But I forgive you. I'm going to give you another chance. Oh my goodness, he's going to give me a third chance. No, he's going to give me a fifth chance. Oh my gosh, I don't know how many times God has given me another chance. So many I can't count. So many I can't count. I can remember many times coming to church in my younger years, Sunday morning, and uh, last, you know, the the Saturday night wasn't a good night. For me living a a good Christian life. You know the devil would always be there to remind me of that too. I know what you did last night. Yeah I know what I did last night too. But you're you're, going to come and you're going to worship the Lord. He doesn't want you. He doesn't want the praise of your lips. I know what you did last night. But I would always go back. I'm getting ahead of myself. But first John 1 9. I would, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I would just quote the scripture to the devil. I would just quote the scripture. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I would just, I would just say that over and over and over. And I was saying it so I would hear it. If I hear it and I keep hearing it, I know one thing. If I make a commitment to my wife, I better follow through. You think about that. If I make a commitment to the Lord, that's his word. I'm just I'm just repeating his word back to him. And if I can get a hold of that, then I can when I come into the church to praise the Lord, I'm not thinking about what I did. I'm not thinking about the car ride, the the argument that you had with your wife or whatever it may be. You can kick the dog. I don't know. You know, whatever it may be. But, you, no, I I've I've. I've given that to the Lord. The word of God says that I'm forgiven because I've confessed my, my my sins to him. And then I I, I start fresh again. I start clean again. I, 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 when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask you, how many times did you forgive me of that sin? I'm sure it's going to be in the thousands. Sure of it. All right. So I'm going to repeat that. Forgiveness means that God is letting go of the wrongs. I have committed against him. Forgiveness is God's promise not to count your sins against us. I like that because forgiveness says I'm not going to keep a record. Tally, Tally, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. He keeps no records of, of wrongs. What does that do for a person when they, when they know that they've, have been forgiven? They've been, um, pardoned there's just a a peace a freedom that comes over you to where i can just do better next time and you really focus on on the lord as opposed to eh, i did it again all right what forgiveness is not is leveling the playing field how many times do we hear i'm going to get even or they got their comings up and i'm going to be the one to give it to them we hear that, and of course, whatever's in the world is always going to try to get into the church, is always going to try to get into you. And we don't need to level up. We just need to leave them with the Lord. And sometimes, forgiveness, that's what it means. I'm just going to pray for them, I'm going to release them, and I'm going to, because sometimes you can remove yourself from a situation, and sometimes you just can't. Family. Which a lot of us are going to be spending time with family here soon, aren't we? Yeah. Thanksgiving and then Christmas. You know, you have a lot of times to reminisce and remember about the good old days. And you're going to have times you can to reminisce about some of the not so good days. And hopefully a lot of the things that happened in the past that were bad stay there in the past. And just stay there. We can move on. We can move beyond whatever that happened in the, in, in the past. Forgiveness is not leveling the playing field. Forgiveness is not wishing harm upon them. kind of thought somebody somebody had come through. I can't remember who it was. But they actually talked about, do you wish harm upon somebody? And that really got to me to thinking, I I don't wish harm. You know, I mean, harm's going to come to them just for the, the way that things, you know, things are the way that they're living. But I don't necessarily wish harm. But if you're wishing harm upon somebody, then you're not in a place of forgiveness. You really need to reevaluate and saying, Lord, why do I feel this way? You know? And, and I'm not saying that that's, you know, if you're there, there's a process to get out of that. And that's simply looking to the Lord. You know, confessing your, your faults one to another. Um, you know, uh, a lot of you guys remember Fred McCumber. He's a real tall, tall man. Um, I talked to him all the time, talk to Stan all the time. Stan's done talking to me, you know, he's like done with you, but there's just, you know, you, you, you gotta be able to talk with one another. And when I was talking with Sarah, she, she mentioned this one and I thought it was good. Forgiveness is not about fairness. It's not about fairness. And I, I think, I think of, uh, um, um, Mount Mount Carmel in the Old Testament to where they it was between a, a battle between the prophets of Baal and, um, and and prophet Elisha. And it was to the point to where he says, OK, he goes, we're going to decide who's God. And he goes, you're going to you're going to have your bull. And then I'm going to have my bull and the God who who answers by fire, that will be our God. And that's who we will serve. So from morning till evening. They cut themselves, they shouted, they shouted all the more, even to the point to where the prophet of God was was mocking them and says, maybe he went to the bathroom, maybe he can't hear you. And nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened because they're serving a dead God. When Elisha called upon the name, called upon God, this is what they did before he did that. They dug a ditch around it and they filled it with water. They filled, they they, they watered the um, um, the bowl. Well, we all know, I mean, we're, I'm not a rocket scientist, but wet things don't burn well. And yet we think about fairness. That was not a fair fight. I, we don't need a fair fight. We've got God on our side. And whenever God's on our side, we win every time. Every single time. We may not feel like we're winners, but we don't walk by faith. Or we walk by faith, not by sight. I love that story because when God called, or when when Elisha, called upon the Lord, he received, he, he burnt that offering right then and there. So much to where it soaked up all of the, all of the water, burned everything. Forgiveness isn't about fairness. If you're looking for, if you're looking for fairness within the forgiveness, it's not gonna happen. And a lot of times, how many of us have, have forgiven when we didn't do anything wrong? But that relationship was more important to where we were able to Bury the hatchet. Proverbs twenty nine, or excuse me, Proverbs twenty-four, twenty-nine says, Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render, I will render to the man according to his work. No, we're 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 gonna give to the to people what God has given us. And that's love, that's forgiveness. And that's a listening ear. All right, so. Paul tortured and killed Christians. The apostle Paul did. So if you were a friend of Stephen, how would you treat Paul? You killed, you you gave the orders to have my friend Stephen killed. Well, we know the standard is to forgive him. How do you get there? Lord, how do I forgive him? He he took my best friend in the world. I mean, I don't know what the circumstances, but you think about that. That's got to be a horrible situation to be in. But yet God still calls us to forgive. Now, forgiving, or forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. Because we can be hurt, and we're, we're going to learn from that hurt. We're going to make sure that we don't get hurt again. But we can still forgive the person. Forgiving is not forgetting. So, Sarah had had shared a um, uh, a story with me. So I, I looked it up. Um, anybody heard of Jim and Elizabeth Elliot? Okay. One. Okay. Two. Do I hear three? Three. Three. Do I hear? Four? No. Okay. So, uh, Jim and Elizabeth Elliot were were married. They met at Wheaton College. Uh, and they had a hunger to, to serve the Lord and to preach the gospel. So they went as missionaries to the Amazonian jungle of Ecuador and, uh, they, they actually had gotten married in Ecuador and I don't know how long that they were living there, but they were, they would then take planes into, into the jungle. And, uh, he, he met there, I think it was January 6th. Yep, January sixth, nineteen fifty-six, and he made contact with with this tribe. And three days later, they killed him. They just killed him. He was married three years to Elizabeth. And when you when you hear about Jim Elliot, for me, it really wasn't about him. It was about Elizabeth. What did Elizabeth do? What would, you know, I put myself in her shoes. What would I have done? Well, I'm going to rethink whether that was the Lord that spoke me to go to Ecuador. You know, I'm going to think, well, maybe my ministry is not the jungle. Maybe it's the cities. I, I mean, there's a plethora of thoughts that we would all have on, I just don't want to be here. She, she moved back. But the, the amazing thing is that when she moved back of what she did, and i'm going to i'm going to read this because i she learned the how the huau language i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right so she left for 2 years which means in 1958 2 years after her husband was killed she went back to the very village to the very people that killed her husband there're actually if you go and you google it there's actually pictures of her talking to the man that was one of the men that speared her husband to death. Think about the love of God that had to be shed abroad in her heart to want to go back and to preach the gospel. And it's, and, and, and I don't know numbers. I, I could have done a little bit more digging, but many have been saved because of her willingness to forgive. Because of her forgiveness, she wanted to go back. She went back, preached the gospel, and many were saved. I don't know. Well, I will say I hope I'm never in that position to begin with. But yet, if she can do it and God requires us to do it, we know that God gave her the ability to do it. Then God has also given us the ability to do whatever it is that we need to do to bring reconciliation. To bring that forgiveness. So if God forgave them, we are called to forgive those in our lives that have hurt us. All right. So real briefly, there's just really when I was preparing three statements that I because I was kind of getting off track with. say, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to share with the people? And it was really just three statements. And I'll add some scripture to them. All right. The first one was God's forgiven you. I don't know everybody that's here, I know most everybody, but God's forgiven you. I, I I don't I don't care what you did last night, I don't care what you did a week ago, I don't care what you did two weeks, God has forgiven you. Matthew twenty six, twenty eight says, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. Psalms 103.12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And this is a familiar scripture, but Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He came right down into our mess and he made a way of escape. And I've really never thought about that before. You know, First Corinthians um uh I think it's chapter ten talks about God's not given us um uh, a temptation above what we can handle, but he'll make a way of escape. And uh, uh I know in my life at, at one point to where um God's saying, you know, here's the exit door. It's right here, it's right here. Joe, take the door. Joe, it's right there. And I'd go, eh, I don't see it. And I'd I'd go off and do what I wanted to do. Well, here he came right down in our mess, and he made a way of escape. I never thought about forgiveness as being a way of escape, but it really is. If you think about when you release that person, you're also releasing yourself, and then you're free. Well, if you're free, then that means you've escaped something, probably a whole lot of anxiety, a whole lot of angst, a whole lot of bitterness, So that was my first point. God has forgiven you. The second point is that God wants you to forgive yourself. Now, I know the devil doesn't use this tactic with me anymore, but it's always, I, you know, remember what you did, you know, yesterday. No, I've I've forgiven myself. God's forgiven me, and that's more important. So if God can forgive me, then I can forgive myself. You might think that you've done what you've done is too much, And unforgivable. Well, that's just a lie. If you think that that's a lie. Stop it. Don't think that way anymore. First, first Peter five, seven says, casting all your care upon him. Why? For he cares for you. Casting all your care. All that's everything. That that's not just a little bit of your cares. That's not the cares that you can handle, you know, or the cares that you can't handle. He says, no, give them all to me. That means if you have a care, that means he wants to take care of it. And the way that we do that is we just cast our cares upon him. Um, Psalms 103, 10 through 11. This is the ESV version. So he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. And I I love that so great is his steadfast love. Steadfast love. That means his love is not going to waver. That doesn't mean that if you have a good day, he's going to love you more. If you have a a bad day, he's going to love you less. less. No, he says so great His steadfast love. It's going to remain. It's his love is always extended to us. And again, the correlation is, if God has done that for us, what's the standard? Is that I do that for others. I mean, you go through the Bible and you think about a lot of the things that people did. Horrible things. Ungodly things. Unspeakable acts that they've done. And yet, God would forgive them. That's a pretty high standard. So... So... And this is the first John one nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I like that because it says if we confess our sins, it doesn't say big sins, little sins, you know, trying to hit home that it's all inclusive. Whatever it is that we may be struggling with that unforgiveness, whatever it may be. It's it's covered. If you've committed any unrighteous act, it's covered. That's what 1 John 1, 9 says. And then the third point was God wants you to forgive others. Matthew 6, 15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That one really kind of hits home. He says, if I want the Lord to forgive me, then I need to forgive others. Now, if you're struggling on forgiving others, that's not, you know, that's a good thing. You're struggling. You're you're fighting. You're you're, you're trying to get the victory. That's a good thing. Um, Don't let forgiveness, excuse me, don't let unforgiveness stand between you and God. Because it really, it really can if God's wanting to bring blessing to your life and there's unforgiveness, he He just can't. We got to We got to get that removed. As God chose to forgive us, let's choose to walk in forgiveness. And I had written this down, you know, talk about um, our weapons are not carnal, but, you know, to the, the our weapons are not carnal to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, one of the weapons that the devil uses is unforgiveness. Never really thought about that. Oh, that's just just. just that's just where I'm at. No, that's where the devil wants me to be at. That's where the devil wants to keep me. He, he wants to keep feeding me. You know, one of the, um, well, here, I'm just gonna do a forgiveness inventory is what I labeled this as. Um, three questions that we can ask ourselves. Are you keeping records of wrong? If you are, you're probably not in a good place. First uh, Corinthians thirteen five. of course, it's the love chapter and it talks about thinks no evil. If we're constantly repetitiously feeding ourselves thoughts about I'm going to get that person. I don't I don't understand or whatever it may be. And we continually rehearse and rehearse and rehearse the bad things. I'm pretty confident we're probably not praying for that person. And the Lord would want us to pray for that person. You know, there's got to be a shift in our heart. Well, a practical thing is don't talk negatively about them. <laughs> right? Pretty pretty basic. Uh, two, are you quick to forgive? Mm. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I, I need to allow the Lord to to work with me, to teach me, to talk to me. Sometimes just... Other people come along and go, hey, what's, what's going on with this? And you just need uh, some instruction sometimes. And then, of course, the third thing, uh, are you confessing your wrongs? I'm not saying you have to go out and on social media and confess your wrongs. Please do not go out on social media and confess your wrongs. But we should have somebody that we can go to and say, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this. And then there's, hopefully there's a, a strong relationship there to where there can be some accountability. So, Ephesians 4.32. We started there, we'll, we'll end there. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.